Crowdfunding is a way to raise money for an individual or organization by collecting donations through family, friends, friends of friends, strangers, businesses, and more. By using social media to spread awareness, people can reach more potential donors than traditional forms of fundraising. Before you start crowdfunding, find the best platform for your needs. Compare the best online fundraising platforms by fees, features, support, and more. Now, I notice in the culture, there's not enough black-owned crowdfunding websites. So I want to present one to you today so you'll have access to something that is owned by us and allows us to fund our own projects. I'm DJ Moultrie of the Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Welcome to 2020. Black Equity listeners, we are here for another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast. I'm excited for this conversation. I have a fellow ambassador of the Power Trip book that Damon John is releasing in two, 2020, uh, just a, a, a few short weeks away here. And I'm really excited. We have Brandon Brooks on the line. He's also the uh, founder and CEO of Eventrify. Brandon, are you there? I am here. Thank you very much for having me today. How are you? I'm, I'm wonderful. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, coming on the Black Equity Podcast. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your company. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Brandon Brooks. Um, I'm the founder of Inventrify, which is a small business crowdfunding platform. We are very community oriented, um, which is kind of what differentiates us from some of the other crowdfunding platforms out there, such as GoFundMe, Indiegogo, um, et cetera, et cetera. I am originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, born and raised Steelers fans. A um, little sorry to see what happened to them this season, but you know. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan, man, so it is what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can understand. So, so we understand each other's pain. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm just the, 
I, I call myself a born and raised hustler. I'm just always somebody that likes to get things done, make things happen. And um, especially for our community, I think that there's so many of us out there that are trying to make some amazing things happen. And uh, I want to be one of those people. And over the last three years or so that we've been in business, I have been one of those people. So I'm very blessed. Um, and, and I'm just very happy to be in the position that I am. Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to learning more. So for those who don't know, let's break down what is crowdfunding and why is it something that people should be paying attention to? Yeah, so that's really a great question. And, you know, crowdfunding is this amazing, powerful tool for people to utilize to get, you know, basically capital or money around a certain situation or a certain cause. So if I were to break it down for my platform, which is Inventrify, um, we focus solely on small businesses and entrepreneurs. And why that's so important and why our platform is so powerful is because, you know, let's just say your community that you live in, and this is any community anywhere. Let's say somebody wants to open up a business in that community, mm -hmm. um, but they don't have, you know, the average cost to start a small business is $30,000. Right. A lot of us have 30000 sitting around um, to go and risk that money to start a small business, right? E even a lot less because some businesses are a lot more, some are a lot less, obviously, but even less, a lot of us don't have that money to risk because the majority of small businesses do fail. Um, but, you know, how do you get that money? Do you take out a loan? Do you just, you know, use your personal money? Do you take out a home equity loan in your home if you own one? What, what are the options? You know, but what we've created is an option for entrepreneurs to raise that money via their community. So let's say you want to open up an ice cream shop in your community. You can ask your neighbors, you can ask the people in your community to donate some money to your cause to be able to open up that shop. And a lot of people will say, well, what's the benefit to my neighbor doing this or to my community doing this? Well, the benefit is that creates a new small business in your community. The more small businesses that are in a community, the statistics show it's a safer, cleaner, and overall better community with the more small businesses are in there. Lower crime rate with the more small businesses are in there. When you have Walmarts and you know, some of these other big box retailers, there's higher crime rate. But when you have more small businesses, it's a lower crime rate. It's safer. It's just cleaner. It's just an overall better community. And then guess what? That person that donated, you may end up hiring their son, their daughter, their niece, their nephew, somebody else in that community and providing a better paying job that has somebody in their community that looks like them, sounds like them, and talks like them, showing them the ropes of running a business. And so those are the benefits to um, donating to a campaign. And then that is what crowdfunding is all about, is really getting the crowd uh, together to fund a certain idea or ideal to um, better their, their local community. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Now, I know 
what you're saying is uh, simple on the surface, but obviously not everybody has been successful with this. So what is uh, what is it about your platform that is different from other platforms that will help somebody who's looking to start a crowdfunding campaign be successful? Yeah, and that's, again, such a really great question. And that is why I always preface these conversations by saying that we are very community-oriented. I don't care what any of these other platforms that you go out there and um, try to look into, try to find the CEO of that platform. If you can even figure out who the CEO of that platform is and try to figure out how you can have a conversation with them. I am always, always available. Today is Christmas Eve. I am available. Tomorrow is Christmas I am available. I make myself available to speak with people to help them with raising the money, with help them to figure out creative and innovative ways to raise that money for their business. It's just something that I am so passionate about. And not only that, I mean, I have a team around me. I have such a powerful team around me that we make sure every campaign has the maximum option for success and i say option because there's you have to take some of the onus on you you know what i mean we we can't just have somebody send me a message hey crowdfund some money for me to start this business you have to take some of the initiative to get it out there and as long as you do we'll help you hit that home run to fully fund your campaign and get your business started so what type of sectors are out there that would be a good fit for crowdfunding? Is there a particular sector that this works best with? You know, we, we've seen a lot of different, um, a lot of different campaigns come through our website. I think the ones that are the most effective are the ones that will have an immediate positive impact on their community. So, you know, something that is, I'm going to be able to hire people within this community. I'm going to be able to provide a job for people, not just something, you know, and and we've had a couple, uh, I'm trying to think of of a good one, graphic designers, right? So graphic designer, you might be great at graphic designing, but if you go and put a campaign on there because you want to start a graphic designing business, how is that going to really have a positive impact on your community? You know, unless you can really break down and go into, I'm going to take on some people as apprentices for, for this, you know, that might be a powerful way to do it. But if you're not doing that, if it's kind of self-serving, then they're, you know, it's kind of difficult to raise, to fully raise those funds because it doesn't ha- that doesn't have an immediate impact on your community because there is no, physical location for that there really is no overhead costs there really is no um, immediate impact on your community so being a job creator being a community builder is key because now you're going to attract more than just just you exactly and that's at the end of the day that's what it's all about and i think personally for me coming from a highly gentrified area um, which is where the name inventrify comes from I think that that's what it's all about, you know, and I think that that's where we've had the biggest impacts is an area such like that where, where entrepreneurs are coming up with an idea to have a huge impact on their community. Now, you mentioned highly gentrified area. We had an episode in the past where we talked about gentrification. What, where are you from and what were your, some of your experiences dealing with that? 
Yeah, so I, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA, like I said. Um, but we had Pittsburgh is actually, I think last I looked, it was the eighth most gentrified city in the in the entire United States. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty powerful. And so I saw that with my own two eyes growing up. You know, I'm 30 years old now, and I've lived through the actual gentrification process. And I've seen the whole process from start to finish, you know, and I'm sure your last episode on gentrification kind of broke down how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to go into kind of the results that I saw myself. You know, I, I saw small businesses closing out on average for every one Walmart that comes into a neighborhood or an area, eight small businesses close. That's eight people who were able to provide for their family um, and work their own hours, even though a lot of times it's more hours than working an actual job, you're still able to be there for your family. So that's eight people who were able to provide for their family that are no longer in business, all because one store came in. And that one store that came in, the jobs that they're providing are low paying, you know, minimum wage to a little above minimum wage. But you're really you're really working your tail off, you know, for a back, for for a lack of better words, mm-hmm. you're really working your tail off there. And so, you know, I looked at it and I said, wow, we're closing all these small businesses to make these corporations more and more money. Why? How can we combat that? And I've just. You know, I saw that happen with so many neighborhoods surrounding the Pittsburgh, PA area that, you know, it it made me sick. And one thing that I always have asked myself and that my parents have always asked me growing up was, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm, I like that question. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's like you can sit there and complain. And I've never been a complainer. I'm always solution oriented. You can only complain so much. You have to start finding solutions. And so I said, well, what can I invent for people to invest in the growth of their community to slow the negative aspects of gentrification? And that's how Inventrify was born. Want more access to the Black Equity Network? Perfect. I have just a solution for you. I want you to text 669-238-2434. Once again, that's 669-238-2434. I want you to text the keyword Black Equity to 669-238-2434. Now, what is that going to do? That's going to give you access to our personal Rolodex of business contacts. So every time that we have a potential business partnership, a business opportunity, someone says, hey, I want you to let people know about a job opportunity, we're going to send a message out to everybody who has text Black Equity to 669-238-2434. If I were you, I would send a text message right now. Back to the show. So, so you you had this idea, you birthed the idea. What was that process for those who are listening who are they have this idea of their own that they want to launch? What was that process of you have an idea to birthing it and then making it actually, you know, go and actually move and and start working for you? Yeah. And, you know, that's it's really great. It's such a difficult process. I was very blessed to where I had a friend. I actually had two friends that 
were good with coding, building websites, et cetera, et cetera. So I came to them with the idea of what I wanted to do. But I said, I need help with the execution of this idea. And so, you know, we sat down, we talked about it. We talked over the phone. We just kind of figured how would this look? And after a while, they were able to put together a, you know, a mock draft of what a website would look like for me. And I loved it. And so we worked together with kind of building that out. Now, you know, one friend ended up dropping out. And, and that's maybe another different conversation for another day of how, you know, to handle business and friendships. But um, the other friend that sucked through it, we've just seen tremendous growth. He helped me build the website. I had the idea. And together, you know, we've kind of hit that home run or that slam dunk, whatever analogy you want to use. And, and it's been fantastic. Now, I always tell everybody, one of my first steps was I went to the SBDC, which is the Small Business Development Center. And I talked with them about my idea. And I said, you know, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. What step one, two, three that I need to do and how can I make this happen? And the, the Small Business Development Center is a tremendous resource for a lot of people because that goes underutilized because they give you business advisors, so on and so forth, really at little to no cost. Most of the time, no cost because they're state funded or, or in some cases, federally funded. And so they're such a tremendous resource for you to utilize, one that I utilized in the beginning. Then I started to look at um, some venture capitalism, which is, if, if you are unfamiliar with that term, something like Shark Tank. I want to give somebody, you know, 10% of my business, of my future profits for X amount of dollars or for X amount of help, you know. And um, really, I was laughed at. You know, to, to you keep it simple, really, I was laughed at in most cases. Most people didn't believe in what I could do, what I could accomplish, or, um, you know, they didn't see the vision. And maybe that some of that was on me. I, maybe I didn't paint a clear enough picture. But in, in almost every case, I was laughed at and people just didn't want to hear what I had to say. Uh, but, you know, quick, small off story on a side note. About six months ago, some of those same venture capitalists, some of those same companies invited me into a private closed door uh, soiree party. Mm -hmm. And um, I was having, you know, conversations about future businesses coming up with them. And they were, you know, they invited me to their table. To which I, at that time, pol politely declined to be at. I did go to the party, but I didn't want to be a part of that whole group because I seen I saw them as an exclusive group um, of people that didn't look like me, of people that didn't talk like me or sound like me. But they had saw that I made things happen and wanted to see how I could make things happen for them as well. And, and it was the same people that, you know, denied me from the beginning. So that's usually how it works. Right. They, they laugh. at First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Uh, then they try to fight you and then you win. And so, you know, you going through that process, you know, I always say if they haven't laughed at you yet, laughed at you yet, you're probably not on the right path. <laughs> so true. So true. And I and and I did go through that process. And, you know, there's a certain 
sense of gratification that you get with that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I try to tell, tell people, don't dwell on that so much. You know, just keep focusing on your path. But, um, you know, do enjoy At the end of the night, when you lay your head down, do kind of enjoy those moments, you know? Yeah, definitely. It, it's definitely a breath of fresh air when you know that people, you know, didn't believe in you. But, you know, here you are still succeeding, still winning and still going towards the vision that you had. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you go through this process, you work with a friend, you, you launch the company. What type of initial people start reaching out and wanting to be uh, a part of your vision? Were they people close to you or were they complete strangers? You know, again, great question. A lot of it was really complete strangers. It was, you know, I don't want to say complete strangers because it was people within my social network, within the social capital that I had built at that time. It was people within that network who started reaching out to me, really not those closest to me. A lot of them were still a little, you know, weary. They're like, okay, you know, what's he doing? Let's sit back and watch. (laughs) They still, they still saw the old you, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But those that were with you know within that kind of social network started reaching out. Hey, how can I be a part of this? How can I take advantage of this? How can I capitalize on this? And um, we just started, you know, we just kind of started, hey, you know, this is what I can do for you. This is how I can do it. Do you want to do something together? And, you know, a couple of them said yes. And boom, it was like, next thing we knew, we were off to the races. It just kind of like, it just kind of started exploding. We were doing good things, you know, with those few initial supporters. And from those few initial supporters, it's just grown astronomically, astronomically. I I couldn't even imagine, you know, five years ago, if somebody would have told me I was in any of this position, you know, I, I'd have probably just laughed. I'd have laughed at them because I don't know if I believed in myself then the same way that I believe in myself now. So let's talk about now. What do you how have things changed uh, so much? What are you currently doing that's different than what you may have been doing on day one? Yeah, so that's that's just awesome. I mean, I love talking about that. I just think now I get to enjoy myself more. You know, I'm not working in that nine to five grind anymore at all. You know, I, I kind of work at my own pace, at my own schedule. And um, even though I'm, I'm working, you know, how many hours are there in a week? That's how many I'm working <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> it'll be 3 a.m. and right. I'll, get an, I'll get an email come in and I'm like well let me check this out let me see what it is right right you know and and so I'm working a lot but I'm so passionate about what I'm doing I love what I'm doing so much and I just enjoy it I mean I enjoy I play basketball my whole life I enjoy what I'm doing now the same way that I enjoy every time that I'm on the court playing basketball it just feels the same it's fun you know it's for the love of the game for the love of the business And um, so I have no problem. So I'm I'm doing everything I love. This whole power shift thing that me and you are involved in with Damon John. I mean, you you know, if you really if you really stand back and 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 think about that, it's so amazing for for the last 11 years now, because last season was their decade of dreams on Shark Tank. Right. The last 11 years, 
I've invited Damon John into my living room every night, mm-hmm. every night, watching Shark Tank. And, and so to go from seeing him on TV, to go from respecting him for the entrepreneur, the hustler, the businessman, the mogul that he is, to now we get a chance to work with him, to promote something that he's doing, and, and to have conversations with him. I mean, you, you just can't. You couldn't make this stuff up. The journey is has been so amazing, you know, for you as well, for you to be here and, and in this position, in this group with me to the point where both of us got a, a personal shout out from Damon John just a few days ago. I mean, you know, to, to God be the glory. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's truly a blessing. I, I truly believe that we manifested this, you know, you know, before this, we didn't know each other. This is our first time. Uh, you know, getting to know each other and being in this group. But to me, this is the power shift. The power shift isn't just in, you know, reading the book and reading, you know, the material. It's getting to know the people who also want to power shift. You know, if you don't want a power shift, you won't. <laughs> and so the being around people who are like-minded in that way, that's, a, that's an awesome experience as well. Amen. Amen to all of that. Yes. So what were your, what was your, uh, your thoughts on the first chapter of the book uh, once you got a, that advanced copy that he sent out. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was really fantastic. I think the beginning of the book um, where he's talking about his daughter and having that negotiation, um, <laughs> that kind of, you know, I was on the floor laughing, first right. of all, a- after reading that. But it just was, it was so powerful and talking about the power of negotiation and how we go about it and how such a young mind, and I think that there's really even a deeper lesson in that, how such a young mind is able to negotiate versus now where we, we almost negotiate as adults from a place of fear, of wondering, will this person accept my negotiation or my proposal versus that young mind of, you know, oh, well, this is just how it goes. This person's going to accept what I have to say, you know. I don't care what I have to do for it. this person's going to accept, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so there's such a, I feel like there's even a deeper meaning in that. And that's what I just, I loved chapter one so much. I'm so glad that we got the, um, I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to see that, you know, ahead of time. And I can't wait for everybody to get a chance to not only read that, but the whole book. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, what stood out was, uh, understanding the power of network so he was yeah. talking uh talking about uh influence negotiation and the part that really got me was you know now that you have negotiated you know what about the network that you've built and i know you you've built your network uh in your world i built my network all of us who are you know coming into this space have all built our own individual networks that's how we got here yeah <laughs> you know and so now that we have now that we have this information, it's like, wow, you know, we get to, you know, talk with our network, let them know all the great opportunities that are coming. And we get to leverage that uh, to be able to bring more opportunities to the network. So it's not just about us. It's being able to realize there's a there's a huge group of people who are depending on us to do the work every single day. So then we can help power shift the people that are behind us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and merging our networks, which I feel exactly. like exactly 
which I feel like we're doing, you know, just right at this very moment, me and you having this conversation on this podcast, so we're merging our networks, building our influence, you know, and, and that's just the more influence you have. It's just the way the world works. The more influence that you have, the more impact that you can make. And I just feel like, you know, having this conversation with you, you obviously want to have a tremendous impact on your community and beyond. And that's something that I obviously am looking to do as well. So this group, this book, and Damon John himself have afforded us the opportunity to extend our networks, our influence, and our impact. So now that we you know we have this opportunity, what are the, what are the type of uh, companies or uh uh, opportunities that you want to manifest as far as going forward? What are you looking uh, to go into 2020 with as far as power shifting your own, your own individual network and also yourself? Yeah. So my, myself personally, I think I'll, I'll start. I want to be on shark tank eventually, but nice, nice. I like that, but not just on shark tank. I don't want to be on shark tank until I'm in a position to be a shark. I want to be one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Nice. Yes. I like that. That's definitely one of my goals. I want to work with the shark group um, that Damon has uh, and eventually work with them to help other small businesses. Because my, my biggest goal, my, I feel, mission that I was put here on this planet for is to help show entrepreneurs there is a way Anybody can do this if you're willing to put in the work to do so. And so that's, you know, that's my goal. That's my purpose. That's what wakes me up every day. That's my ministry. And that is what I preach every single day. So that's one of my goals for 2020. I'd love to do, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to, but if you did read the Urban Twist article that I wrote on being a power shift ambassador with Damon John, by the time this book is released, I'd love to have a sit down talk with Damon and have him talk to me a little bit about this book and what made him write this. You know, I, we've all understood his why we've all seen his journey over the last 20 plus years, last two plus decades as we're getting ready to head into 2020. He's been doing almost three decades. Now he's really been doing this hustling and building his brand his personal brand to where it's at today, to where PowerShift will be released. And I want to have a conversation with him about that because I feel like I'm at, you know, the beginning part of my journey, even though it's been a few years, I still feel like I'm at the beginning part of my journey with Inventrify and my team. And so I want to have a conversation with him about that so that, you know, I can kind of avoid some of the mistakes maybe he made along the way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that I might, mean. That might sound selfish, but that's how. No, that, I tell people all the time, if you can just learn from someone else's mistake, it's going to save you 10, 15, 20 years of heartache. Hey, preach, yes. Now, besides Damon John, when you were coming up in business, who else did you look to as uh, potential mentors or just people you can learn from? Who else were some of those uh, Mount Rushmore of, of business people that, that you saw? You know, it, it's really great. One of the ones that I started from seeing early on in my life was the, was the man who gave me my first haircut. His name was Steve Ray, and he owned a barbershop right down the street from me. 
And um, he was someone that I always looked up to. I said, man, this guy owns a barbershop and he's doing his thing and he's providing for his family. So Steve Ray was somebody that I always looked up to just from a very young age. I mean, literally, this guy gave me my first haircut. (laughs) And um, so then there was Damon. I look at somebody like, uh, you know, Mark Cuban, I think, is is absolutely amazing because uh, he's just kind of hit that next level, you know. Right, he's right. really hit that. He's billionaire, owner of basketball team. And then outside of that, I think maybe T.I. would be on my on my Mount Rushmore. And so okay. Have, Tell me more about T.I. I think that's an interesting one. It is very interesting. I just think T.I.'s had such an impact on not only his community, but um, the African-American community at large. I think he's just had such a tremendous impact. And he's, you know, listen, T.I. is not perfect. You know, he's had his little um, faux pas in in the industry and in the media. And and I can under, he's been to jail a few times and whatever. But if you look at the man's life, if you look at from where he came from to where he's at now, to where his whole family is at now, you can't you you can't say anything bad about the man. Yeah, did you get a chance to listen to his podcast yet? Oh, ab- expeditiously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, to me, I was saying I was telling someone uh, his first ten episodes. He did more with his first ten episodes than most people did with a hundred episodes of their podcast. With the absolutely. conversations he was having and just really tackling real issues. I was like, this is some next level stuff. It real it addresses conversations that I feel most people are uncomfortable with having. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. A lot of people are kind of, you know, they tip you toe around the things that he's talking about. And sometimes that means he's going to step in some things that he probably shouldn't step into. Um, but I think you have to do that if you're going to be on the leading edge of thought. You have to be able to kind of toe that line just a tad uh, as you're trying to explore new ways of, of thinking and approaching business and, and life in general. Absolutely. And so, you know, what, what actually started things, which is pretty funny that we bring him up, um, about uh, over a year ago, I got the opportunity to be on a reality show, season two. I, I'm not going to name the show, but, you know, it okay. was on BET with okay. with TI and okay. as, as the host. Okay. And that show to this day is still showing as not renewed. So, you know, it, it's just not renewed by the network for whatever reason. There's a plethora of reasons that these things happen and I'm not upset about it because so many more amazing opportunities have come and that was that kind of drove me to a lot of the moves that I made throughout this last year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was something, another reason why I looked at T.I. If you look at some of the shows that he's done over this last, you know, couple, five years or so, they, they're just things that inspired other entrepreneurs and really inspired me. So he's definitely one of the people that I look up to. Him and his partner, Jason Jeter. You know, if you guys don't know who Jason is, please look into Jason because Jason Jeter is, one of the most impactful men. He's had a tremendous impact on the hip hop community at large. And he's now even trying to do more 
um, to have an even bigger impact on the community. I mean, just you want to talk about a godfather of the hip hop community. The dude's unbelievable. If you are a black owned business or an investor and you would like to advertise on our show, go ahead and send us a message at DJM at DJMoultrie.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed on this podcast was he had a conversation with uh, Killer Mike, and they were talking about the history of Atlanta and how uh, black business was th- is always uh, something that was going to be thriving there and how they've seen the, the changes over time. And then what I, re- what I really liked is, you know, you find out that they- they've gone into business together. They've become business partners. And I think they've either bought a restaurant or something of that sort. Uh, together it's a a historical place in atlanta they decided to go into business together stuff like that really uh to me is inspirational i love strategic partnerships that's that's where i i I serve my communities and strategic partnerships and so to see killer mike and ti come together to me is just you know poetic justice absolutely i mean and if you take a step back and think about it as these these were two men who came from you know almost nothing and created, but then created a path for themselves and music, you know, using their talents in music to now creating strategic partnerships and business. I, it's just, it's a phenomenal journey when you look at the whole thing. And th- those are true, not only hustlers, because I know a lot of people don't like to use that terminology, but l- let's just call them entrepreneurs. They're right, true right, right. entrepreneurs from start to finish. And now they're providing so much for themselves, so much for their families, so much for their communities and, and beyond. And I believe that we've been placed uh, in the positions that we've been placed because as new entrepreneurs, as new investors come into this space, they're going to come work with you and I. And, you know, not everybody will, but there will be some who come to work with us. And so I'm excited about seeing, well, who's going to be that next person that walks through that door that we can partner with and help them along their journey. That, to me, is also exciting to be able to give back because, yes, we're learning from all the great people that we've been studying. But there's going to be people that we're going to be able to work with that could end up being just like them one day. And it's our responsibility uh, to serve and and be there for them when they walk through that door. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. I'm I'm in you know that same exact mindset as you. We want to be the people to inspire the next up. You know who's next up? How can I help you be next up and get into that position? I I agree. So for those people who are walking through that door, they're listening to this podcast and they're figuring out well how how do I work with Brandon? How do I work with uh, Venturefy, what is the what are the best steps to work with your company and go through the process of crowdfunding? Yeah, so I think the best steps you can visit our website, which is inventurify.com, I N V E N T R I F Y dot com, and you can go on there if you're if you're looking to crowdfund and create a campaign, you can do it straight from there. Um, if you would like to figure out how to get in contact with me directly you know you can send a message to my email which is brandon brooks at inventify.com you can follow me on instagram which is inventify i-n-v-e-n-t-r-i-f-y and then an underscore 
You can follow me on there. Same thing on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook under Brandon Brooks. You can follow our page in Ventrify on, on Facebook. And I am very responsive. I love hearing from the future entrepreneurs. I love being able to be in that position to where I can help you out. Please, Please. help me help you. Don't be afraid to reach out if there's questions that I can help you with. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And, and also, you know, later this year uh, in, in 2020, we're going to be having some uh, equity for the culture conversations. And what that is, it's going to be a monthly work, workshop series, virtual workshop series, where we're going to take a particular subject, let's say crowdfunding, and we're going to say, here are the 10 steps you need to do in order to be successful at crowdfunding. Uh, and we're going to hand that over to the culture. And so if you're ever interested in facilitating that alongside me, uh, I would definitely love to talk to you off air and figure out, well, how do we give equity back to the culture? Letting them know, here are the steps to do A, B, and C. And uh, now, take you know, here's a baton, take it and run with it. And so I'm looking forward to those conversations. We have a lot of people lined up. And we look forward to having more people lined up as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's without a doubt something I'm interested in. I just, you know, if I can lend my knowledge, if I can lend my expertise or my experience to any anything that'll help the community and for the culture, I'm in there like swimwear. You don't even got to tell me twice. I, I feel you. Now, you did mention you love basketball, so I can't let you go. I can't let you go until I get an answer here. Who are the top five? Uh, NBA players of all time. Oh, of all time? Okay. Kareem. Okay. Wilt. Okay. Kobe Bryant. Okay. LeBron James. Okay. And I'm going to throw you for a little bit of, of a whirl here. Okay. Russell. Russell who? You already know. Russell Westbrook. Okay, now you're pushing it. <laughs> you, you were still playing. Hold on. I thought you were talking about Bill Russell. <laughs> no, Russell... Russell no, you, you gotta you explain that one. Explain it. As far as drive, drive, That's passion, true. that killer instinct, that that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality, I think Russell Westbrook is, you know, he's unmatched. I mean, under other than That's Kobe, true. he he has that killer instinct, that same killer instinct that he has. But but if I'm gonna be honest, you know, I mean, I don't know. We we could probably throw somebody out there other than Russell Westbrook, but. As far as my top five goes, if I were to have somebody, I, I'd probably replace him with, you know, MJ, Michael Jordan, obviously. I was about to say, what happened to Jordan? Jordan didn't get Yeah, yeah. Five. You know what? Jordan, Jordan is, you know, fantastic. And shout out to ESPN has that thing going on with him. They're, they're releasing a, um, I think it's a six-part documentary series on the 90s Bulls coming up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch that because I am a huge Jordan fan. But as far as that drive and, and killer instinct goes, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. But, you know, if I'm going top five, I guess you got to throw MJ in there. <laughs> now, did you, did you grow up with a specific team or were you just focused on players? How, how did you kind of view the NBA and basketball growing up? So growing up, I always grew up. I was a Lakers fan from Me day too. one. It, as, yeah, as young as I can remember, I was a Lakers fan. Then it just so happened to be that um, – Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, to me, he's the greatest basketball player of all time, was the Laker. And so I just loved that, everything about it. But um, 
growing up to watch Kobe, which, which if you guys don't know, Kobe Bryant has his own investment firm that he's involved in. Yeah. Please look into that. Please. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Kobe is, I thought that was awesome. He's, yeah, it's so amazing. I mean, he's doing some amazing things with his investment firm and he has that same, he has that same mentality with business that he did with basketball. And so I look for, I look towards some amazing things with him um, going, going forward. But uh, yeah, that, that would probably be my top five. That, that, that's fair. Uh, um, who would I have in my top five? Uh, I think Magic has to be in my top five. I think Magic Johnson has to be in my top five. I think Kobe is in my, top, in my five. top five. Jordan, Jordan is in my top, top five. five. Mm. Oh, you, oh, know, you what? know what? I gotta, I gotta put, put Hakeem Olajuwon in my top in five. my top five. And oh, that's, Ooh, tough. that's tough. Who's my number five? I'm gonna say Shaq today. I really like. I like how dominant Shaq was during his time. So right now, those are those are my top five. But I'm sure it will change. So one last time, let us know how how can we reach out to you and how can we work with you, Brandon? Yeah, so thank you. So I think the best way to reach out to me is either through Instagram, which is inventrify underscore. That's I-N-V-E-N-T-R-I-F-Y underscore. You can follow us on Facebook, which is inventrify, or you can even shoot me a direct email which is Brandon Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S, at Inventify.com. You hit me up one of those three ways, and uh, I, you'll get a response. Awesome. Any, any final thoughts for those who are uh, potentially going to be working with you or just now entering into the entrepreneurship space? Yeah, so I think the, the final thoughts I'll give you guys here is anybody can be an entrepreneur. As long as you're willing to work, you have some perseverance, and most importantly, you have integrity, we can work together and I can help you, you know, I can help you really get to the next plateau, the next platform of being an entrepreneur, the next level. And that is what my purpose is to do, is to help other entrepreneurs thrive and not just survive. So please... If you want to work together, if you want to create a business, if you have some type of joint venture that you want to do, if I can help you help other entrepreneurs or help you as an entrepreneur yourself, do not hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on the Black Equity Podcast. You know you're welcome back to come uh, come back on the show, especially when that book drops, man. We definitely got to have another conversation uh, so we can kind of review it and talk about the things that we learned. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you, Brandon. We are truly grateful for today's guest. If you are interested in becoming an approved Black Equity Strategic Partner with this company or one in the past, simply send us an interest inquiry to the following email, djm at djmotri.com. Once again, djm at djmotri.com. Let us know your name, your company, your services, and which guest you are interested in partnering with. As an approved partner, you will have exclusive access to our network and have first opportunity at future partnerships as well. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast.